Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here. For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. Debris, Dustin, we have debris! Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here with me is my lovely wife, Kelly. What up? And we are here to discuss the 105th minute of Twister, which I believe is the penultimate episode covering actual moments in the film that aren't just credits. Maybe it's not very long. I mean, we've been doing this for years now, but like... It's not even not two hours. quite two hours, yeah. But, like, movies nowadays, if they're not two and a half to three, it feels short. I feel like the sweet spot is, like, 215 to 220. Once you get the two and a half and are pushing three, unless it's this big, epic film, like, maybe, like, Endgame or Return the of, of the, the King. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that I need a movie that's three hours long, because even... Like, the Star Wars movies are all, like, 215 to 220 or so. I feel like that's usually about the right amount. You know, give or take five minutes or so here or there, maybe. But I feel like Twister probably sat in the average or normal range for a movie in the mid-90s. I think that, I feel like longer movies was more of an early 2000s and 2010s thing, I Despite our short-term attention spans that have developed because of social media and the ability to be satiated quickly for nearly everything, we tend to enjoy longer movies, it seems. Because the world sucks and we're just trying to escape from it for longer periods of time. Both shorter and longer periods. Things that we can change quickly, but also take ourselves out of the real world for a longer period of time. Also, there's really not an increasing trend. No, did you is it did you look that up? Like length yes. of movies over time? Yes, movies run time by year and it's fairly static? Yeah. See? Is it Okay. I mean, I guess it just it just feels that way. I was that was There was like a slight upward trend from like the start of and act like actual feature films in like th this data starts in the 30s, 1930s. Okay, when they were and, called moving pictures, probably. And from like 1930 to about 1960, there's an ever so slight upward trend. 
and then it's fairly static. I'm going to look at this graph over here because this has a shorter y-axis. Okay, so in 1930, the average length was 90 minutes. Okay. In like 2015, the average length is just about 120, but it's been about 120 like since the 90s. Yeah, so, I mean, you obviously have the outliers that are, you know, those epic movies. I remember going to see Titanic in the theater. Mm -hmm. and that was, was a like big deal. Intermission in the middle. Mm -hmm. And well, when we actually bought it, it was the VHS. two VHS. Two VHS, yeah. <laughs> that was a huge deal. Yeah. So A uh, couple things uh, to bring up to talk about that's happened since the, you know, like the, what, 10 days or so since we did an episode a couple days ago was Helen Hunt's birthday, so happy belated to to her, our Joe. And I also um, feel like I had something. How'd you booby? <laughs> uh, oh, one of our listeners, Kyle, uh, said he got the original screen screenplay in a Twister movie poster for five dollars. Oh, and sweet. he uh, he sent a picture of the uh, the first page from the screenplay, and it's not exactly the same thing. As we got in the movie. So here it's real fast. It says fade in exterior rural Oklahoma stormy day. Close in on tall grass blowing in the wind. A girl of 10 runs through the grass towards us. Wind whips her dress and hair. The girl shouts mommy mommy. And she passes us and continues towards her farmhouse. Black and menacing skies behind. The wind builds fast. Trees are bent over. Now we're near her house. Her father stands by the open storm cellar. Waving to her as the girl runs up, the wind is very strong. The father yells, come on. He hurries down into the cellar, handing the girl to the mother below. With a final worried look, the father closes the cellar doors, tugging them shut against the wind. They zoom in tight on the doors. They begin to rattle, then to vibrate, as the unseen hand of the wind tries to rip them away. So, I mean, we sort of get that. A majority of that we get. There's just a, a little bit more set up leading up to that part where they're in, in the home instead of outside in the field. Yeah, but clearly whoever wrote that wrote the dialogue for Bill. <laughs> come on. Come on! Mommy, mommy, come on. That, that was the extent of the dialogue in the entire first first page of the screenplay. But that's a cool pickup, Kyle. So thank you for sharing that. And then two things that we talked about in the previous two episodes, uh, mostly, I believe, Minute 104 here, right at the end, as we're looking at the family that comes out of the storm cellar here, with mother, father, and three children. Two things of it. One, I wanted to try to find the t-shirt or the, the team or school or whatever it is that the kid is wearing, remember it says Bombers Baseball on it. I could not find an exact reproduction of that shirt. And I actually didn't even find a team of it in minor league baseball like I thought I would. I'm not 100% certain that I found it, but I think it could be a shirt from a high school in, in the middle of Oklahoma. And they're, are, they're called the Midwest City Bombers. So I couldn't find something that used the exact bomber on his shirt, but the bomber on his shirt is yellow, and that is the color of the high school as well. So I'm thinking maybe... He went to attended Midwest City uh, and was pulled aside. It was the, the son of someone working on the film, probably. I did also find you had asked about it. In, you know, what, who is this family? Is it, are they an actual family or are these all a bunch of random extras? And I believe they are a bunch of random extras. The only ones I could find 
listed on the credits are uh, where was it? Oh, now I'm not going to be able to find it again. Oh, so this one's listed as Farm Girl. And I thought maybe that could be one of the, ch the children here. I thought I also had the father here, but now I don't see that one listed. Um, but that's actually either the daughter or granddaughter of the director, Jan DeBont. Mm -hmm. It's listed here as Annika DeBont. So um, that's Farm Girl. Now that may or not, may not be in this scene. I I don't know maybe what are the, the scenes that would, <laughs> that that's how we think. I don't know. People uh, name their horses family names. Um, you're you're right. You're right. They do. Um, so I, I do believe that they're just a bunch of people brought together, or like we said, children of the crew, and. Uh, yeah, so if anyone else has any more insight on either of those topics that we weren't able to nail down completely, especially the the, the kids, the, the boys' shirt, the bomber's baseball shirt, I could not find a, anything to pinpoint that precisely. So if anyone has more information on that or the, uh, the five individuals here coming out of the storm cellar, please let us know. But is there anything else that you wanted to... Say just that I don't think that boy goes to high school. Well, I I didn't mean it was he was on the Midwest City Bombers high school baseball team. I'm just saying he has a shirt supporting mm -hmm. Bombers baseball. And I, the only thing I could find close to that was from Midwest City School District and Midwest City High School in in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I'm trying trying to remember the exact location of the school. Uh, oh, Midwest City, Oklahoma. Yeah. Two thirteen Elm Elm Drive, Midwest City High School, Midwest City, Oklahoma, seven three one one zero. So there you have it. Fascinating. That's as close as I could get. So may or may not be true or right. I don't know, but I did my best. So mm -hmm. all right, let's take a look and listen to minute one oh five of Twister. Dorothy really flew. It was a good idea. Yeah. Well, I... I got so much to do. Yeah. I gotta get grant approval for a new warning system. We need a bigger lab. You gotta start analysis of all that data. I do. Yeah, we gotta generate models of it. All right. So there it was. That was Minute 105. Bill and Joe are alive. They survived in the little shack they were in and after we start on the uh, the family emerging from the cellar they're just walking around looking at the destruction and what's left but then we immediately move to bill and joe and they it's so, cloudy after the it is it is now cloudy so this 
area that we, we get a clearer look at what was inside the shack and we do see the grate there but so this is some kind of water access area because there looks like there's i imagine a, it's their well you think that's their well yeah and that's their well pump and okay that makes sense yeah i know well, we didn't mention that when we were talking I'm about the building sure the last few minutes. Yeah, I did. The water well? I don't remember you saying I remember that. remember saying it's their well. Hmm. Okay. I missed that. Now it's spraying water everywhere. Right, now there's water squirting. But uh, those straps held, so good for them. They made it. Those straps would not have kept them in. <laughs> no. No. Also, he, like, feels her up in this moment. I'm, like, very uncomfortable with it. Oh, really? Like, right. Oh, oh, oh. Just grazes down the floor. Oh, I... He's getting a little handsy. Get, he got a little handsy there. I don't think it's entirely appropriate. Well, he is, he's impressed that the house is still there. I wonder what the HF on the uh, part of the silo that's... Hanging out there, what that means. Maybe it's the name of their farm, like Hillside Farm or mm, something. Could be. Oh, it's sunny again. That's nice. They haven't had a nice sunny day in a while here. No, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. They're reveling in their accomplishments, and they immediately get to a point where they're ready to fight again. Mm-hmm. That's how you do. I do. Yeah, we got to generate models out of all... <laughs> so my favorite part is the caravan screaming down the highway with van halen Which, just yeah well i mean we, we've talked about so many blaring. times about how both the or- orchestral score and the soundtrack for this movie was so good and uh yeah i just i love when they cut to, to what's left of their entourage mm-hmm. including the barn burner yeah, they, towards them. they really did uh, do some damage on a few vehicles. Oh, yeah, in they the lost last 48 at, hours. Well, they lost the... at least, well, four, I guess. I mean, at least four, because both of their Jeeps are gone, pickups mm-hmm. are gone. And then, what, two of the uh, the group, the convoy, I think, were lost? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Preachers, for sure. Yeah. And then wasn't one thrown into it? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think they lost, they started with. I don't know, seven or eight, and I think they're down to four, three or four. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. My mascara would yeah, be running three. all over the place. Barn burner leading the way, though, and then the uh, the van with the uh, absolutely epic uh, what paint on the side. It's bitching. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but now you have to put knee on this. No, no, it's fine. I don't think that's that bad. But I feel like I've said that before, so I didn't want to double dip. Uh, isn't that from Friends? Is that from Friends? I, I feel like, we, yeah, I, I think we've heard that many a time. Maybe I just assume everything that you say is in a Friends episode at some point. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It's the original Hugsy. Uh, they're coming out with a Funko Pop of Hugsy. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, when I saw a picture of it the other day, it's a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. He's wearing like a Santa hat, which I could like a striped Santa hat. I and I couldn't picture it. It's been a long time since I've watched the Friends episode that had Hugsy in it, uh, but it, that caught me off guard because I saw a picture of it. I was like, "What the heck is this thing?" And then I was like, "San Diego Comic Con exclusive Friends Hugsy." And I was like, "Oh, did he have a?" Yeah, 
It had a yellow vest. Uh, the yellow vest and the goggles is what like I could remember, but I didn't remember that he had like a Santa esque hat on. With like a striped Yeah, striped, yeah. I just couldn't band I just couldn't it. remember that. So it caught me off guard when I was looking at the uh the Funko Pop version. Go ahead, Google Friends Hugsy Funko Funko Pop and you'll see it. Well, there's Joey with it. He clearly has a striped yeah, hat. It's his it matches, bedtime penguin pal. It's, he matches his friends. So Hugsy <laughs> Hugsy Funko Pop. Funko can go so wrong when you type Funko. Funko with a K. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah. That looks just like him. It's not the original, though. <laughs> no. Did you know you can get a Joey Tribbiani in the white cowboy vest? No, I didn't. I have <laughs> I have Joey over there where he's, uh, hi, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? That's That's the only one I have, though. <laughs> It's pretty great. Yeah, it's the uh, the original releases of Funko Friends are sell for hundreds of dollars. Oh, because they're collectors. And well, so... I think it's be- before maybe they got super popular. Like they were uh, the first editions, the first friend one were probably released in like I don't know, twenty twelve or so. And I feel like Funkos really took off in like 2014, 2015. I could be wrong. They don't have Twister Funkos? No, no. That's one of the things that uh, we missed out on. There was never really any officially licensed, mass-produced, any kind of collectible type thing. It would be nice for them to come back around. Out of my top three movies, only one has Funko Pops because I doubt Apollo 13. Yeah, well, and you have a few of the Jurassic, Jurassic Park ones. Yeah, I don't think Apollo 13 has any... Twister doesn't have any. The only thing of note, and the I see these come up every once in a while. I know the Twister Museum and Wakita has them. I haven't found any on eBay. I've seen them as a giveaway a few times. But I think that maybe the Twister Prop Store has them occasionally. Is uh, Don Russ, the trading card company, which is now owned by Panini America, released promotional trading cards and they were actually in like packs you had to open to collect them all it wasn't just like buy a set and you get you know 20 or 30 cards you had to buy packs of i don't know six cards or something like that and put the uh, full set together but just a single pack sells for like 20 to 25 dollars because they're so rare and they're you know they're 26 years old now so do you know what funko pop you can get Uh, is this you related or me related it's Christmas related, neither you nor oh, me. Christmas related. It's a Christmas without being Santa or a snowman or anything from a movie. Christmas without being Santa or a snowman related? Yeah, it's not Santa. It's not a snowman. Um, I, I, this could take forever. So, okay. it's. Do you think I'm going to say I have it? I, you have a lot of shit down here in this room. That hey, like, you're getting close to the E. Be careful. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Wait, miss the narwhal? Yeah. No way. Okay, I don't have that. I have Buddy. Look how cute I he is. I have Buddy. I didn't know they had a narwhal. They have a few different, like, they have, like, chase versions of it. I think, like, hold, he's holding, like, a syrup bottle in one of them. I have one of them. I, I don't know. I don't if I could pick anything from Elf, I would get... The narwhal. I didn't know that was even an option. I, to be fair, I don't want it. Like, don't go buy it. I'm not going to get it for you. I'm going to get it for me for down here. Well, like, maybe we don't spend our life savings on Funko Pops. Maybe we just enjoy them online. Mm, like, yeah, how oh, that fun. exists. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but we don't need to own all of them. I already bought it. 
You, you know, you haven't even touched your phone. I can do it with my here. mind. No. Or you can get a weird Al Yankovic. Mm. Yeah. I want the Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, there you go for the new That's movie. The niche. That's what you need right there. Yeah. You can get a Sharknado Funko Pop. <sighs> See, they should make Twister Funko Pops because Bill Paxton's had enough roles. I feel like he probably is already a Funko Pop unless there's a licensing thing there. Like they can't use the character. Well, I mean, it's not as though they're using his physical feature. It's different when you're making an action figure look like someone. The Funko Pops are very generic. So as long as they have access to the character, I don't know that they would need permission from the family and estate of Bill Paxton since he's unfortunately passed away. Same thing with, like, would Helen Hunt need to give her permission for a Joe Hart? Yeah, I have that. Is that Venkman or is that's Ray? Huh. I don't know. But it would be cool for them to make, uh, even if they don't want to do, you know, a whole line, just have Bill, Joe, the Red Truck, and Dorothy. You know, just like a a Pop Rides. They have Rugrats, Funko Pop. (laughs) Of course they do. Angelica. I hated Angelica. I I didn't really enjoy that show altogether as a kid. It made me like mildly uncomfortable, but I can't really like put my finger on why. Well, it makes me uncomfortable to know that the the parents in that show, I think, are like were, our age. Were, were not even. They were like late twenties. They seemed so <laughs> unhappy. I really did not like. Ren and Stimpy. And I wasn't actually even allowed oh, to watch that was, it. That was just, yeah. I mean, there was moments there, but it was just okay. Well, was it something that I, I was more into Doug. Did they make a Funko Pop that is Loki, but as the alligator? Yes. They make that as yeah, a Funko go Pop. go ahead. No, I don't want. Ser- search Loki alligator. No, they make a Doctor Strange. Of course they do. But yes, I would like to see something from Twister come up. I mean, they missed the 25th anniversary. That would have been time to do something. It would be nice to have some form of toy or collectible line, have something out there that isn't, you know, a poke. Because you can get, a, obviously, you can get the, the posters. And I talked about the trading cards. But something relating to the the car and Dorothy... Funkos would be cool because they'd be simple. I don't think that would be difficult to do. All right, I think I found my favorite one. They can make the the barn burner too. That'd be great. Severus Snape, dressed as Neville's grandmother. Is that an actual thing? Complete with the vulture on the hat. <sighs> Boy, they really can make anything. Oh man. Do you have anything else to say about Minute 105? No, you've I'm gone deep, down to the Funko deep rabbit down hole. This rabbit hole right now. Yeah, which they made a Funko of a rabbit hole. So comes full circle. What kind of rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Solid F2 podcast. We'll be back for the final minute of action and dialogue in the movie Twister real soon. So that's it. We're out of here. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister.
that's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more.